Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. So welcome back, everybody, to Passion and Purpose. We've had a tremendous week. Sean Jones and I have been unpacking life, the church, God. Shannon joined us last week where we begin this really heartfelt discussion. I mean, because it is. It's the heart of God. It's it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. about sexuality and kind of where we find ourselves today in our brokenness, uh, especially with our youth and our kids and And um, we want to just jump right back in. And my hope is if you're listening today that you hear number one, because that'll help set a context for that of our own clarity points biblically. And what we're trying to help people find is Jesus and his original design for them, right? That we only have one goal. That's love people back to God's original intent for them, male and female, uh, with uh, the beauty of God being the desire of our hearts. And out of that, he expresses himself through our uniqueness and Mm -hmm. uh, in our sexuality. So in that context, again, we were uh, talking about kids and the challenges they have, but I want to shift the conversation uh, to talk about parents because, or parent, single parent or parents, um, because what you guys have to deal with is not just the kids' maturation process, junior high, high school kids trying to figure out who they are and what they do with their sexuality, but obviously you're coaching parents or you're helping parents. And I think that I've been a little surprised by Christian parents' worldview, as you guys have shared with me a little bit about, hey, I don't think our parents understand about clarity biblically and sexually therefore the kids aren't getting it and we're we're a little bit on an island here and so we're needing to, to help the parents so just update me a little bit update us listening what is the worldview of the adult right now the young adult uh in our culture so we know how to help each other in this journey you know i think that so many parents want to be uh, loving, they want to be well liked by their kids, and they're hearing so many messages. And sometimes, without doing due diligence and figuring out where they're going to land biblically right. and where they're going to land on biblical authority in this issue, it's easier to either a not have the conversation at all, mm-hmm. and or b just be encouraging and affirming of whatever it is that their kids decide Mm -hmm. that they're going to land on and believe. And there's just this, uh, I think, fear sometimes of kind of coaching and training and coming alongside and saying something that at times feels so counterculture and standing by it with confidence in love Mm and recognizing that that Mm -hmm. can be a place that's love. And so what I see often is by the time that a teen is struggling in a particular area, it's the parents are just trying to figure out, man, how do I do this well and how do I not alienate and how do I love, but then maybe miss part of that, which is you know coming alongside and providing biblical clarity. So, so why do you think, Shannon, I mean, like again, young adults, mm-hmm. adults, young parents, sure, sure. why do you think the parents are confused? I mean, I think that there's the messaging out there is so much so that if 
if you do not embrace this particular area of homosexuality or you know anything with kind of in that realm and come alongside and affirm it and and champion it um, that you're not loving and mm. that as a believer that you're not being loving and I think that there's just so many people with so much compassion mm. that we get really confused on mm-hmm. what love yeah. is uh, yeah. at times yeah you, you know I was, I was gonna and Sean jump right in here but Here's my experience uh-huh. from 33 years of ministry and helping people with their sexuality mm-hmm. and finding God's identity and finding God's grace in this journey. My experience is that when people uh, shift their view from, I believe, marriage between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. I believe that uh, homosexuality is sin just as any other heterosexual sin outside the context of marriage is right, sin, right, right, right. whenever they shift their view, all I got to do is ask them a couple more questions, and it's either they have a friend, a son or a daughter, a brother or a sister, mm-hmm. or somebody that they really love mm-hmm. that they can't, in their minds, separate sin from their love for this individual. Sure, sure, so they sure. they say, well, golly, I love them so much, and they love God, or they, they love me, and I don't want to step over that line. Mm-hmm. My perspective, and Sean, I'd love you to comment on this as well, is that I am unloving if I don't step across that right, line. So, right, right. so because I believe that God's word and God's way is the best for everybody, uh, me included, like when I have desires outside of God's sexual design for oh, marriage, yes, yes. Right. which we all have yes. these temptations yes. and desires, I'm not justifying that and saying that's okay because I'm under the same authority of God and His Word, and I believe that God is good and He is only has my best in mind. So if I see you going off a cliff in some sexual area, whatever it is, and I don't step in and say, hey, that's going to hurt you, that's not best for you. Right. From me, that's the most unloving thing in the world to to agree with you as you walk into an area of destruction right. for your life. So, so I know that's y'all's motivation. So, unpack that a little bit when you're sitting down with a parent that is saying, "But I love my kid, and they they identify this, and they have friends, and and they love God, and they just want to be loved." And maybe maybe we're all wrong here. What do you tell that parent? Oh man, um, well I get into the. To, I cut through the quick on everything because it's just in the natural, the way that we are built and designed. We right. just talk about, okay, you go to a hardware store, you got the male end and the female end. Yes, that's it's literally what they, what it's called. Kind of clear, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, and, right. Uh, and so there's one flesh physically and spiritually. Right. So you can tell what they means by one flesh sure. uh, physically. And so in, in talking about those things, so we, we get that in the logical sense, but things become illogical when there's that fear that's there mm. and that worry that this is gonna break relationship. Mm. If, if I correct or bring this truth that's opposing to my child, it may, or to my friend, it may break a relationship. Mm-hmm not knowing that what you were just saying, that it is a loving thing. If I was going after something that was not God's design, I want someone to help me. I've got blind spots. I need someone to help me stay at that fixed point of who who God is and his purposes, his ways. And he is the moral compass. And I'm so happy I have friends that are around me that help me in that. But I would say to a parent that it, it is a loving thing and not to operate in fear, because fear's from the enemy and will hold you back from loving correctly. 
And so you're not being driven by love in this whole arena of not helping and bringing clarity, you know, to your child. You're being driven by fear, and that's just not of God. Mm. Right. So we're talking about fear, um, and then we're talking about a bit of cultural confusion, Mm -hmm. right? Not a bit, but cultural confusion. So uh, if if a parent um, is trying to help their kid and they say, and you kind of say, all right, don't fear, just take it straight on. But how would they how would they dialogue with their kid mm-hmm. who is being affirmed at school mm-hmm. is being affirmed in the culture mm-hmm. and the parent is wanting to help their child what 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 do you what do you do because I think it would be not just parent but it would be how do I help a friend you know sure yeah. I think that one of the things that we always talk to parents about is just that when and this applies in friendship uh no matter what age you are but when someone comes to you or if your kid comes to you and they're struggling with anything sexually and it could be pornography it could be anything mm-hmm. um your initial response is it's huge always key. because yeah. right. it communicates are you a safe place right. for me to go and unpack this right. so it doesn't matter if you're 40 years old and you have a friend who comes and they're wanting to talk to you about an area of their life like this um how you respond is is huge yeah. are you going to mirror god to them mm. um, in the way that you respond. And then I think it's it's hearing, it's having a listening ear to hear what is it that's going on in their heart and in their world? Where, where, where are they struggling and what is it that's mm-hmm. contributing to the very thing that they're coming to yeah. express and talk about? Yeah, and letting them unpack their story. Like right. everything yeah, that's going the story, on in their right. heart, you're wanting them in that moment to really share it all. Speak it all out and to empty their heart, empty their tank of everything. And so, yeah, so number one, uh, if a child comes, it's letting them speak. You know, Mm -hmm. that initial response is big and just inviting them in to sit down and for them to really share and then listening to them in the back of your mind, knowing that this is going to be an ongoing conversation. This is not a one moment deal. It's nothing to shut down. It's nothing to say, no, 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 no. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. It's no, hearing it all out, letting uh, a child speak freely and knowing that this is the beginning of a dialogue that will take probably multiple meetings of just sitting down and having a conversation and talking. Yeah, and then it's just being led by the Holy Spirit because mm-hmm. obviously what is at the root for different people, mm-hmm. there's just different things. Sure. And it's being led by the Holy Spirit, but it's being committed. I think there's such a um, a tendency to pull back out of, you know what, I'm not confident in processing these things, or mm-hmm. I don't have experience in walking with somebody like this, right. or I just feel ill-equipped, and so I'm just going to pull back. And that's right. the last thing that person needs. We need right. to be moving toward right. and yeah. engaging and loving and trusting. It's all about God anyway, and the Holy Spirit is going to mm-hmm. guide us, and mm-hmm. so we don't have to be the expert. Um, and I think that if there's any amount of judgment in our hearts mm-hmm. as as a parent or as a friend right. or you know it's like letting God um, deal with that because like you said we all have our own stuff sure. <laughs> and Everybody it's does. no right. different right. you know yeah. all of our sin struggles um, right. and so being able to actually love with God's with the pure love that God has mm-hmm. um, and engaging and being led by the spirit yeah and then to pray 
Yeah. Um, at, yeah, at the great. end of the time, hey, just pray for your child, uh, pray for the family, and ask when we can continue this conversation. But then take the moment, take some moments just to, to go to the Lord in this mm-hmm. and, and praying and for the Lord to reveal, mm-hmm. to open mm-hmm. eyes, to open hearts, and to bring that clarity mm-hmm. and to also continue to counsel you. Um, and as you cover and counsel your, your child. And we've seen parents that have come towards us and we've spent time um, praying with them, praying for them, and seeing them go right back to their kids and having these conversations mm-hmm. and watching their kids lovingly uh, and carefully walk out of some of these broken belief mm-hmm. systems mm-hmm. and uh, and then back into the arms of Jesus in mm-hmm. a greater way um, and just being whole and healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what I want to make sure uh, that everybody hears, regardless of who's listening to this, and is that we are saying that all sexual... Um, uh, experiences or, or sexual desires outside of God's intended design, male yeah. or female, heterosexual, homosexual, lesbian, all that is not God's design. So yeah. we're encouraging all of us <laughs> to go towards God and right. trust yeah. him with design, even as we are all yeah. broken. But we want to be clear that we would all agree that any... Uh, sexual desire uh, outside of God's intended outcome is not best for men or women. Right. So, um, you know, uh, Lauren, I've been married for 33 years. I it can still be a t- tempted to cheat on her, mm-hmm. but that is called sin, right? So I am not right. justifying my deal, or I could have a desire, a same-sex attraction. It's in the same category. It's outside of that circle right, of God's right. design. And so that that's what we're advocating for, right? right. Just God's design. Yeah. And and it's you guys. Your fidelity to one another is so crucial to who you are as people and your trust for one another. Right. At the same time, you're just humans that are tempted. And whether it's homosexual or heterosexual, we're, we're just advocating for God uh, to be our only idol, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. or if you will, our mm-hmm. obsession, uh, and his love to be so sure and affirming that we know he only has our best in mind, mm-hmm. and then his word to be our authority so that when we desire right. something outside of that, instead of defend it, mm-hmm. we're right. trying to submit it. Right. So help, yeah. help me with that thought. Well, I think that's so key because I think that there's um, so much shame around a desire that is, I mean, there are so many people who have same-sex desires at sure. some point in right. their journey, sure. and or they get to be really close to a friend, and you know, right. think. And I think that um, that it's so important that we keep it in the context of anything that is outside of God's intended, you know, plan, and. What that what happens with that is, man, we all fall in that category sure. in some way, in yes. some form, in some fashion, and that he is big enough to give us the mm-hmm. the ability to walk in freedom in those areas. Mm. And so I think that that's one of the things that we really, when we're walking with youth, it's like, you've had that thought, so have many others. Yes, you know? And that right. is not, that in and of itself is not what defines you, nor is it this place where you have to walk around in shame mm-hmm. because right. you struggled with that. And so, right. yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah, It's amazing to think that um, 
like out of all the things that we have we have going on in our lives that fall short of God's glorious standard and it's God has the standard for our benefit. Right. He created standards so that we can live and enjoy the life that he's blessed right. us with. And with this particular uh, struggle, you know, some people will get offended saying, well, how can you say that that's a struggle? You know, it's a desire and a desire that then all of a sudden people are saying, because that's a desire, now that it's right, because you had that desire, and then now have attached an identity to it, and now saying that now that's a people group, now saying also that we need to rise up and just like what Shannon was saying, you know, you cannot come against a person who now believes that they're a homosexual or one of, I mean, I think we're up to some crazy number that there are 150 different kind of genders and saying, well, no, there's two. So it gets to be a little bit crazy out there of saying, hey, but we believe that God's word is true. Right. What God says is true and that there's two genders, a male and a female, and that when we operate in this, that it's the best for mankind. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and it's it's hard for people to, to step out and to say that right. because to say that in our society these days, if you disagree with someone, you hate someone. Mm. And that's not so not true. with the children of God. We may disagree with someone, but we love. Mm. We always love. Yes. And, and if you are a believer and that's not your reaction, I'd say, you need to bathe yourself in the presence of Jesus a little sure, more sure. And, uh, and allow it to be because he's always loving and he's always moving towards people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to wrap up uh, today is God's always moving towards us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. even the point of us sharing this is, is to move towards people and yeah. to love people. And as you said, the... Uh, our desire is that every environment we're in is a grace-filled environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the only thing that we uh, are all called to is to put clarity on who decides on the fixed point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for us, our worldview is one where God himself is enthroned and his word is our authority. And therefore, whatever the issue, it could be anger or fear sure. or sexual mm-hmm. brokenness right. or mm-hmm. um, bitterness or whatever our deals mm-hmm. are, which we all have them, at least we know who gets the last word or who who has our best interests in mind, who's well is right and for for us our clarity we've decided that Jesus is Lord we've decided the Word of God's our authority and that doesn't mean that we can't love people who don't believe that actually we're commanded by God to love people who don't believe that so all the more we want to open our arms and learn how to love more but that isn't going to change our clarity right yeah so Yeah. yeah any last thoughts guys before we wrap up today Man, I think that was just, it's good. We're, we're just always drawn to, yeah, to drawn do to. What, what God wants us to do and drawn to people. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, wherever you are today and you're listening to this, God loves you. He yeah. cares about you as much as anybody on the planet, actually in the same intensity that he loves us sitting here. So he loves you and he cares about you. Mm-hmm. And man, we are so sorry for any way you have been hurt or anything that anyone said or done, including us, that has been hurtful and not helpful mm-hmm. to draw you near to God and near to his grace. And we are grateful that we're mm-hmm. not a people who live 
confused, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but we have a God who has been lovingly clear through his word and his leadership in our lives, and we just humbly come and submit these couple days of podcast to you and pray mm-hmm. that may his grace abound over you and may you find the purity and the beauty of sexuality as a gift from God, and yeah. may this, uh, uh, this time together be that same for you. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>